Please remember, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where our level of professionalism lies somewhere between Coachella and a second grade trombone recital. I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. So I think this one was a refreshing breath of fresh air after the insanity that uh, the last episode was. It really was. Last episode was rough. Yeah. But this one felt pretty good. It was, this had some bits that I liked. Yeah, yeah, it had some, like, actually really good bits, and we approve. Yeah, I, approve. I have I have my criticisms as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, there are, there are some things that I'm going to take issue with. Ooh. So, That's right. just telegraphing that now for anyone concerned that it's going to be too positive. Let's move on. So uh, we start with uh, Max sucking at trombone. The episode of this, uh, the name of this episode is Mad Max, which uh, he definitely does go mad in uh, this episode. Yeah, that's a a fun name to title the episode. (laughs) He's bad at trombone and and Stephanie is trying to help him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's quacking under that pressure as, uh, as Stephanie so delicately puts it. It's for, for you guys at home, that was a great joke because Max is playing old McDonald has a farm and Stephanie is prompting him with a quack, quack here, a quack, quack there. Oh, it's so brilliant. And that was a wonderful play on words. It's so It was, it was a great pun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stephanie really has a way with words in this episode. Stephanie? A lot of, even though the title of the episode is Mad Max and the struggle of do I have the confidence to play trombone is Max's, a lot of this episode is about Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say she's definitely the main character of this. Yeah, which is weird because, again, the episode is tailed after Max, but basically it starts off, Max is practicing trombone for his big second grade recital. It's the biggest moment of his entire life, clearly. Uh, And he's, you know, he's feeling not very confident. He's getting some stage fright. And Stephanie decides to give him her magic scarf. Ooh. I was going to say, for those of you who can't see, Zach is doing air quotes, but he wasn't. He was just waving his fingers I was waving my fingers like magic. Because it's magic. (laughs) It's magic. It's magic. But it is a... air quotes magic scarf because we're not breaking the world of fuller house we're not introducing magic although how great would that be it would be i feel like most shows would be better with magic if partway through season one it just it's now it's a magical show well, you have told me that santa does exist in the world of that's, full house that's right santa does right. exist in full yes. house there's a christmas special in full house where it's heavily implied if not outright stated that Santa Claus visits them in an airport and fixes their ruined Christmas. There's also an episode where they go to Disney World and Joey draws himself and he starts talking to this cartoon version of himself. And, you know, when someone else comes along, it's not talking anymore, but then he looks back and it winks at him. Which means either Joey's seeing things or, again, magic is real in Full House. Which, again, Santa Claus exists. 
magic may magic may or may not exist in the four house universe, but we know one thing for sure, and that scarf is not magic. That is true. Stephanie is a liar, and it's an action with no consequences that she thought out well. Though Max, when he does put it on, he says he's not better at trombone, but he does feel more confident. Yes. Which, if observing the world at all says anything, it's that you don't actually have to have talent at anything. If you have the confidence, you will be rewarded. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, maybe he isn't great at trombone, but as a white man with confidence, Max can go places. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all for Max's confidence. But, uh, Stephanie's method. And we do get the second half of this story a little later because Stephanie's friend from her DJ life visits to whisk her away from all the domestic responsibilities and caring for children because Stephanie is not cool anymore. It's a brilliant character. I, I also I also want to mention her friend is wonderful. Oh yeah. And she comes in like it's the way she's introduced is that Jackson just comes into the kitchen and says, Hey Aunt Stephanie, your friend's here. She's British and hot. And that's just her defining two character traits. Yeah, I'd say her friend is kind of a mess. Yeah. But she's a great character. No, she's a great character, but I'd say she's kind of a mess. She's like Stephanie Come away from your family who you love and cherish and party with me and drink all the time. It'll be great. She also consistently refers to the family as a cult, which is something that we see multiple times throughout the series. It's a theme. It's a theme in the series. It is a theme, and it's first brought up here. We've talked about how Fuller House is a very deep show, and cults is something that it gets into it's you know the ways in which we are brainwashed and deprogramming we'll get into it later i'm sure oh of course i forget some of the specifics but i'm sure they keep talking about cults in this show yeah like the manson murders episode yeah yeah <laughs> there's i quentin tarantino when making once upon a time in hollywood was very influenced by fuller house yes if you play the dialogue backwards in that movie it's just the th- this is the fuller house uh theme music over and over again it's the same. It's, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so uh, Shannon, Stephanie's friend, uh, right. the, the most brilliant of character foils. I'm so glad you remembered her name because I did not. Uh, I made a note of it. <laughs> I, I also did not remember her name. They only say it once or twice. But yeah, so St- Shannon brings Stephanie to, where do they, uh, to Coachella. Mm-hmm. Where is Coachella again? Funny you should mention that. Segway into IMDb trivia because there's one Coachella <laughs> thing here. It's like the only thing that's like at least kind of interesting, so I'm just gonna go for it now. Uh, okay, go ahead. Coachella is held in California, and it's kind of weird though because uh, during the shot of the audience, because there's a shot of the audience when they go there, uh, you see a Quebec flag waved in the air, but Coachella is uh, not in Canada or even Quebec. It's in wait, California. Wait, 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 Zach, Zach, Zach. California isn't in Canada, as far as I know. I'm not that great at geography, but I'm like. 99% sure that California is not part of Canada. Okay, just let me go get my atlas one sec. Okay, okay you just, do that. Anyways, um, so while Mark is doing that, uh, Harrison and I will continue to discuss. Uh, so she goes to Coachella. And uh, while at home, uh, DJ recruits uh, Ramona. I couldn't find my atlas, so I'll just have to trust you guys on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
uh mark now that you're back so we were talking about how uh dj recruits ramona to watch over tommy while she what does she do again what does she do during this episode not much right she yeah I, why does no. she ask ramona to watch her child she she was busy with something right you'd assume but i don't know if we know what she's busy with yeah i mean her plot this episode is that kimmy is trying to set her up on a bunch of dating websites yeah, but she's not yes. expecting the date. But exactly. we should talk about that. Yeah. Kimmy has signed DJ up on a bunch of dating websites. Including Gluten-Free Soccer Moms, the best dating yes. site ever. I mean, I tried Tinder, but Gluten-Free Soccer Moms is where I really found success. I've, I, there are, I haven't really gotten any dates on Gluten-Free Soccer Moms, but there are some nice people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's at least a place you can make friends. Yeah. And talk about gluten-free cookies. Yeah. You know, Kimmy's trying to get DJ uh, a nice, young, eligible bachelor from uh, glutenfreesoccermoms.com or a very similar website. Uh, And the way that she does this is by, first of all, she lies about DJ's job title. She says that she is a neurosurgeon slash Victoria's Secret model, which is also like a bit brought up with like every other dating profile. So it's just like, does I mean, I don't know much about dating websites, but I don't, does everyone just like blatantly lie about their jobs like that because it's like very clearly disproven no no zach no. everybody tells the truth all the time on the internet oh okay no not in that way i mean like some of these are just like blatant lies where it's like you could very easily disprove them i well, i'm i I understand i'm getting angry at the wrong thing not even angry it's just kind of no no, no i'm i'm you're getting angry at I think you're lo- trying to put too much logic into this comedy show. That's a fair point. It does suggest something very bad um, about the dating life in San Francisco. I mean, in last epi- the last episode, Stephanie lied about being a single mom to get laid. And then we have this dating app fiasco where, like, everyone has a bizarre profile. There's the plumber claiming to be a U- UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah, like, that's the one especially where it's just, like, you can very easily disprove that. So, like, if you're gonna lie, why not, like, make them... Like, that's my point, is if you're gonna lie, make it believable. I do want to keep talking about the epidemic of disinformation in the San Francisco dating scene. But I do want to bring up that Tyler sent us a very good nugget of information that the domain glutenfreesoccermoms.com is owned by Warner Brothers. Is it no actually? That's amazing. Way. Wait, hold on. I'm no sorry. I need to go to the It redirects to a, this website is currently not available. <laughs> oh. That, yeah, I I just clicked on it and uh, it, it Mark is right. It did uh, link to this website is currently not available. Damn I wouldn't it. lie to you, Zach. What am I? Someone trying to go on dates in San Francisco? Well, I clicked it and then you were saying it as I clicked it. I just really wanted to see where it went <laughs> and then you said it and then it went there. That was a good one, Mark. That was a good one, Mark. Thank you. I just had the joke about dating in San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. Mark for you. He's San Francisco's most eligible bachelor, ladies. If you're in the San Francisco area, Mark's here for you. Yeah, hit me up. You can find him on uh, glutenfreesoccermoms.com. <laughs> Although, I, as we is, we've established, glutenfreesoccermoms.com isn't really in service anymore. But if you search for uh, glutenfreesoccerboys.com, um, <laughs> they, I am on there. So, uh, yeah, hit me up. I like Long Watch Walks on the Beach, uh, Fuller House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, are those, those are my only two things. What, 
What would you guys <laughs> say are my qualities? Okay, you have to say, in my experience, in, in my experience, you have to say that you like to travel and that your favorite show is The Office. So forget all about Fuller House. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I Fuller House is dead. I love The Office, you guys. Michael Scott, am I right? I know, right? Make sure that in your profile you have a picture of you holding up a fish. For some reason, that's a thing uh, that guys do on dating apps. I don't know why. But where am I going to get a fish? All right, Harrison, one of us is going to need to buy a fish costume for the good of uh, Mark's dating <laughs> Yeah, life. because that's the biggest <laughs> fish. You, I need the biggest fish to impress the ladies. Yeah. So, Harrison, which one of us is going to be the fish? Yeah. That's going to be, it's like, we can reenact a whole fight. Like, I will wrestle the fish to the ground to show that I'm a macho man. I'm an alpha. Yes. You guys. That sounds awesome. To make it more impressive, Zach, you should do it because you're taller. So it'll make Mark look like he's wrestling a giant fish like the old man in the sea. That is true. I am the tall one. It's true. One. Yeah, we've decided. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it for my good friend Mark and for the good of his dating life. Yeah, Zach, how's next Saturday for you? Uh, I'll have to, I might be able to squeeze you in. I think I have, a, I have a pretty busy schedule. I think we're recording this, not now, not this episode, but yeah. I'll probably be able to squeeze you in at some point during the day. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. I'll, I'll get, my people will get in contact with your people. Oh, I just, I just realized we can't do that social distancing. Ah, damn it. What if the fish is wearing a mask? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was going to say that was the only reason we shouldn't do that, but... <laughs> yeah, if we wear masks. Oh, yeah. It's oh, fine. yeah. Of course. It's basically a hazmat suit anyways. Giant fish costume. Exactly. Well, yeah, so DJ has something going on, but we're not sure, because when a date does show up for her, she's not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that leads to, quite possibly, a, a very good classic sitcom misunderstanding. The best exchange oh, yeah. yet in the show. Yeah. So, Mark, you wrote these down, right? I wrote down the lines because, uh, so, we we said Ramona takes care of Tommy and Ramona ends up clogging the toilet with a dirty diaper, so they call a plumber. Mm-hmm. And DJ thinks that this guy who's shown up is the plumber when really he's a date for her. So Who's a Navy SEAL slash romance novel. Romance novel, novelist, yes. Yeah. Also, Kimmy, oh, yes. it's also revealed in this episode that Kimmy has... She's very good at guessing how much men weigh, which is first mm, yeah. shown on this guy, Tyler. She's very good at picking up guys. Yeah. Not our editor, Tyler. Not our editor, Tyler. That's a very important distinction we need to make. This Tyler is not actually our editor, That Tyler. would be weird. That would be weird if he was in the show. <laughs> it would be very weird if he was in the show and didn't tell us. I'd, yeah, I'd be very angry that he didn't tell us. Yeah. Um, but DJ says to him, quote, So are you ready to get started? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, her. I think he says something, and he he has a reply, but she then says, "Let's go upstairs." Um, he asks, "Don't mm-hmm. you want to talk first? And she says, "I don't need conversation. I just need a man to get to work on my pipes." Hot damn! It's very good. I they did very it well. Good. Those are very yeah. good innuendos. It's a classic misunderstanding. It's very classic farce. And they keep going. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. The, even when they keep going, it's still not that bad. It yeah. keeps going for like several minutes. She says to him, I wish I could do it myself. Unfortunately, I need help. Then they go upstairs. How, she asks, how long is this going to take? And I think he says, I can be in and out in 15 minutes. <laughs> and then he takes his shirt off. 
He takes his shirt off, and that that's when the misunderstanding actually it continues because no, it continues for a bit longer because yeah, she like, says, "I thought you were a plumber," and he and he thinks it's role play. It's very oh. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I think there was a line where it was like he took off his shirt, and, you, and she was like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "Oh, I thought you wanted to. You brought me to the bathroom, so I thought you wanted to like get started in the shower or something." And then she goes, yeah. "No, I want you to get started on the toilet." And he says, "Well, if that's your house, your rules." I think where Tyler really makes himself stand out is that the real plumber arrives and DJ has going, you're not the plumber. Yes. And Tyler says, I'm a naughty plumber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is quite possibly the greatest response you could give in that scenario. In these first five episodes, it might be my favorite line. It's a good line. You know, it's a that, very good line. I, I think that's a valid, uh, I, you know, that's a good choice. They did. This was a really great exchange and comic setup it was very well done and i really appreciate that fuller house look when fuller house does something right it does something right and we will be here to acknowledge it we're fair to fuller house we we, we are we are in support of good content and if yes. it comes from fuller house we will support it exactly. and if not hashtag canceled this this cancel culture culture i mean the show is like it's not coming back that's right. Fuller House canceled. ended. R.I.P. By yeah. the time we were we've we started recording this podcast. My question is: Are they going to bring it back twenty years from now in an endless cycle of Fuller House sequels? Yeah, but what's the title going to be? Because we're Probably Fullest House. <laughs> we're the Fullest House. We got house. the name before they could. <laughs> we have lawyers that could we stand up to Warner that, Brothers. That was really our. That was really our plan all along. The only reason we started this podcast was to try and stop the endless cycle. Yeah, we we started this podcast specifically to take the name, but then we committed to watching the entirety of Fuller House. <laughs> it was a good plan. It was a good plan. Yes, it, was it, a very it was a very good, well-thought-out plan. Zach, yes? I'm proud of you for thinking of the plan. I'm also <laughs> proud of myself for thinking of the plan. Thank you, Mark. I could not have thought of this such a good plan Without my good friends Harrison and Mark, I cannot take all the credit for myself. Uh, you guys were very instrumental. Ah, uh, we we have fun I here. I appreciate <laughs> that you that you acknowledge our support. Do we want to talk about? There are some there's some good stuff from Ramona in this episode. There is some good stuff from. Oh Ramona. yeah, she's great. As we said earlier, she's a vlogger. She flushes a diaper down the toilet, uh, and that's because she's filming a vlog while she's taking care of Tommy. Yep, I really liked. The line where she agrees to babysit Tommy, she says, oh, I love Tommy. And DJ says, I'll pay you. And she says, I love him even more. <laughs> That's really good. It's a good line. There are some other good. Uh, again, this is where we really start to see some of the glimmers of Ramona being the only character who could be on a better show. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, I feel like the entire episode, Ramona is just like, I don't know how to take care of a child. And there's a very good point at the end of the arc where she's trying to get him to nap and eventually it cuts to there in the living room. Ramona has fallen asleep before Tommy. Tommy is fine. DJ comes back and picks up Tommy and walks around Ramona. So she's like behind her. And then she's like, oh, hey, Ramona. And she wakes up and she goes, oh my God, Tommy's gone. <laughs> Which is, I feel like the way I explained it was not as good as how it was in the actual show. It was very good in the show, and I didn't. I don't oh, yeah. think you did a bad job. But this Thank makes you. me think, in sort of in the vein of all the spinoffs we pitch, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I do want a sequel series to Fuller House, but instead of another copy of Full House, like, I want it to be more like Friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to be about yes. Ramona has moved to New York City. She has a bunch of friends. Ramona is is the Monica equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> She's just this put upon every person, and she has to deal with all the the trials and tribulations of of making your way in this, uh, this sentence got away from me I, I feel like you said i feel like you said she was monica i thought ramona would be more of like the rachel equivalent no because Monica's sort of the central hub of the show trying to keep everybody sane at least at the beginning that's fair, that's fair. monica yeah. gets everybody gets a little goofier as it goes on because that's how tv shows work but monica at the beginning is sort of our quote-unquote mother figure i i don't think it's i don't think that's the right kind of term for it but she's kind of the hub trying to keep everything together wait mark i just realized something monica and ross are brother and sister and you know ramona doesn't have a brother but her closest equivalent is jackson who as we've discussed is a pretty sad boy and ross is also (laughs) a pretty sad boy so i feel like (laughs) jackson being the ross equivalent (laughs) i i think jackson he's Right now in the show, we don't want to show our hand or the show's hand too much. Right now, he's a bad boy. He might he might become a sad boy. I'm excited. We're very excited very for excited. Uh, Jackson's transformation. I definitely want Jackson in our Ramona centric spinoff. Yes. Yes. I again, I just I just want them as like twenty somethings trying to figure out life. I feel like that would be a very fun show to have. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I think that'd be a very fun show. That's the only, that one, I mean, I do want Kimmy solving murders, and I do want <laughs> Uncle Jesse and Jackson running off to Mexico, and, and I think I said they solve crimes, too. I think we're, they're matadors. They're matadors, matadors but I thought matadors. they were matadors who fight crime at night. Well, they definitely should fight we can, crime. They can fight night. crime. They fight bulls and also crime. Yeah. But if I'm genuine, the spinoff that I truly do want is... A, a more grown-up Ramona trying to make her way in life. I feel like that would be a fun show. Yeah, because anytime they cut to the children, it's always great. Yeah, like they're they have much better drama, and it feels like they actually get into hijinks. They have, they have good chemistry. Yeah, if this isn't yeah. obvious enough to you, the viewer, uh, we prefer the child characters in the show a lot more than like the main three. It yes. was that was one of my complaints with this episode because. Like we said, Stephanie is the protagonist of this episode. And there's some good stuff in there with her having to decide between her DJ life and the family. And it is set up and it is paid off. But a part of me thought, like, I want this to be Max's episode. Mm. I, I I know why it's Stephanie's episode. It's because we know her from Full House. Remember Full House? It's something about, like, the end of... The episode, if we're skipping around, can we skip around? Is it okay if I... It's our show. Let's do it. I Stephanie has gone to DJ at Coachella, and because she's away, Max can't have her magic scarf. (gasps) So Max is beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. He's freaking out. And they call Stephanie, and Stephanie boosts Max's confidence by playing video of him playing the trombone to a massive crowd at Coachella. And we'll get into that, too. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's a very weird resolution. The thing is that that's kind of the resolution of the arc. And I was sitting and we have a couple moments where Steph goes, oh, I should call to see how Max's recital went. And a part of me was like, why aren't we seeing Max's recital? That's a good point. Like, that's the end of Max's arc. I mean, I guess Max having his confidence, it is an ending to his story. But I wanted that seizing the moment growth thing. It felt like that plot was both about Max and Stephanie. And we had Stephanie's resolution and it kind of worked as a resolution to Max. But I felt like I wanted more the story to be about max a little bit more. it's called mad max it's supposed to be the episode where max goes crazy over this trombone recital but instead it's stephanie's conflict yeah i also like totally didn't realize until you said it mark we don't see max's actual recital in no. the episode no we don't he just plays for stephanie who then plays it for coachella and that's just the end of Max's arc this episode. Well, because the episode is about Stephanie, and given the amount we focus on Stephanie, it makes sense that the ending is with her. But what's weird is that we do focus on Stephanie a lot, but really more in the latter half. The beginning of this story is about Max. Yeah. We start with him playing trombone, we cut to him freaking out, and then the payoff isn't with Max, it's with Stephanie, which left me a little disappointed. Yeah. I understood it and I under and by the way, I understand that a little kid playing trombone poorly isn't the most riveting television. Yeah. It felt like um Ma- it felt like Max's arc was like a supplement to Stephanie's arc in a yes. way. Um but I think that's enough serious talk. Do we want to talk about how insane it is that she plays her nephew poorly playing old McDonald had a farm to Coachella? Hey, that was yeah. brilliant. I was going to nominate Stephanie for Sad Boy of the Week again until she pulled that off. She successfully plays a child playing Old MacDonald Had a Farm, then energizes the crowd and gets them chanting, Max, 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 of course, with the help of Shannon. And then she takes over the show again and she kills it with like five seconds of preparation. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's very weird to me how like, Within five seconds, she was able to make a remix of Max playing Old MacDonald, complete with, like, visuals and everything. That did happen, and that was very weird. It's like, how did you manage to... How did you record the FaceTime and then transfer it... And then animate stuff over it? Well, I actually I actually have, I actually have two theories. Uh-huh. One, she's just a tech wizard. <laughs> or two, like we brought up earlier... Actual magic. Yes. The magic scarf was a setup. It only supports the theory. And that's a pe- the payoff. Look, I, I'm going to say, why not both? Because you said she's a tech wizard, which I think also implies magic. She's a technomancer. Aw. It's like, it's like paperback fiction in the 80s through 90s. I also do want to bring up, <laughs> I don't think we mentioned this earlier, that Stephanie is just originally like there to just be at Coachella. Until uh, she's backstage and she finds out that the headliner, DJ Unbreakable, is broken. He breaks his arm. He broke his arm, yeah. So they're like, oh, we got no one to go on. Wait a minute, Stephanie's here. It's DJ Tanner, but not actually DJ Tanner. That's right. It's DJ, DJ Tanner. Yes. yes. I do like how 
when Stephanie does stop all the music to say, hey, everybody, I'm going to play this video of my nephew. Mm Mm-hmm. The only person who's into it is her friend from earlier who is cheering her heart out. And everybody else is like, what? Which (laughs) the vibe I got there was that her friend is very drunk. Yes, Yes, probably. I was going to say cocaine, but you, yes, drunk. That's also a possibility. I think drunk because it's like, but I think it also, it's actually very sweet when I think about it. Oh, it's very sweet. Because the episode starts out with, her what was her name again harrison you had it written down shannon Shannon. i don't know how i remembered this i just got it in my head because i knew we were going to talk about her she starts out saying you're turning into this horrible person stephanie you have to get away from these people your nephews aren't cool and then she she comes out in in full support of max and i think that's really beautiful she returns to the cult she gets (laughs) pretty much prematurely might i add we have another. Stephanie leaves the cult. Shannon is indoctrinated. They end up uh, going to hang out with some dude who invented an emoji. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And then Stephanie's just like, you know what? No, I don't want to hang out with the guy who made an emoji. I want to listen to my nephew's recital. They're, they're flying to Italy and she asks them to turn the plane around. Which is not yes. how flights work. Yeah. And we don't see this. We're told it. Yep. Um, which, I mean, not... You only have so much time, but show don't tell. Yeah, not the, it's not the worst sin. But yeah, no, that's not the worst sin. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe the emotion would have landed a little bit more if we had the scene of Seen her. Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so as well. Um, are there any other major plot points we wanted to talk about? Oh, wait, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, what did I forget? Well, I want to tell the story from Tyler's perspective. To our editor Tyler, we were watching. Oh, I well before we get there, do we want to do we want to talk about the hypnosis scene? <laughs> yes, oh, let's, do, yes. let's do that first. Let's do that first. Keep it light. Yeah. Um, yeah. The there's a scene where Ramona is trying to get Tommy to sleep, and so she's trying to hypnotize him, and it's very good because Kimmy comes in and says, "Ramona, don't you know hypnosis doesn't work? That guy tried to hypnotize me once, and." And Ramona says, uh, rowboat? No, no. Houseboat. Boxcar. Sorry, guys. I just blacked out for a moment. That's our recreation of the bit. <laughs> yes. Kimmy starts clucking like a chicken. And then Ramona says, boxcar. And, t- and Kimmy says, so really, you have to be trying different means. Hypnosis doesn't work. And I really liked that joke. Andrea Barber yeah. really sells it. It's good. It's really good. It, it's always fun when it's like, when I can kind of predict the joke when I'm like, oh, here's a funny thing that they, that they could say, and then they actually do it. Because like, when Kimmy was saying that, I'm just like, oh, I want Ramona to just like, say some random word and have Kimmy go and do some hypnosis trance. And that's exactly how it went down. I, exactly I, it's really, it's the down. immediate turn back to regular speak that, that did it for me. Yeah, the immediate turn back is yeah. also uh, done very well. But I, yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you, Harrison. Let's let's talk about the ending of this episode. <laughs> so I just... Oh, yes. We were watching this. Right. And remember, dear audience, uh, me, Mark, and Zach, we've all watched this before. So we, we get to this part where Stephanie starts tearing up thinking about the kids and... It occurred to us, oh boy, it's already happening. We paused the episode and said, is this, 
is this where this happens? And I think we said, oh, Tyler, you brace yourself. This is going to take a, a big turn. It took me a while to realize what you were talking about. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this what I think it is? And then it was then what I thought it was. We press play. And right on cue, Stephanie says, I can't have children. And we all burst out. <laughs> I know that's like not at all what they were going for. But it, like, it, we, it's we just, just so It was sudden. just so perfectly timed. It, exactly. And we had no idea it was this early. It's so sudden. It came out of nowhere. I, I just want to say like, my mom is an OBGYN. She specializes in infertility. This is a very serious issue. And the people who help people have babies are heroes. And infertility is a thing but it's just one the timing because yes. genuinely we said oh brace yourself pressed play and she says i can't have children and then <laughs> two just the tone shift it yeah, was it remarkable. was it was so sudden and like it was funny to us because like we've seen most of this show before and we know like spoiler this becomes kind of a major plot point later and we weren't expecting this to come up so early. Stephanie goes from playing dubstep old McDonald has a farm at Coachella to genuine human drama. And yeah, I want to say Jodie Sweetin and Candace Cameron do a great job with it. Like they're actually very good oh, in that yeah. scene. Jodie Sweetin <laughs> yes. in particular like really sells it. They're very good. I don't know if they had a great acting coach or if they were just always this talented. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, they've holy been doing shit. it for a while. Uh, they've yeah, been in the true. business for they've a long time for, there was like some show that they were on together as children oh that's right i don't remember what it was called though well it couldn't have been the prequel full house yes it's perfect strangers it wasn't that stranger things that's what it was <laughs> right i like that i said perfect strangers and you went to stranger things <laughs> <laughs> also funny that this is also a text from tyler that he sent a while ago uh both fuller house and stranger things have an episode titled mad max well, I guess if you have a character named wow. Max, maybe you have to have one. Mm. I guess so. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that was a very weird and very sudden tone shift, which was not meant to be as funny as it was for us. But it's just like the way that we watched it before recording this episode made it so much funnier. It's just like, imagine if Uncle Joey showed up and the entire episode, he's like playing with Mr. Woodchuck, doing voices, cut it out. And then at the very end, he says to everybody, I have Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> like Crohn's disease isn't funny, but the shift is. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> to us. And we're broken inside. If you don't think it's funny, that's fine. But we're broken. Yeah, I think that's an important point to mention. We are all individually broken inside. We're terrible. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're terrible. Yeah, I'd say we're all sad boys. But speaking of sad boys. <laughs> we are three white grown men watching Fuller House together. Exactly. For a podcast. Are we the sad boy of the week? Are, are we eligible for we sad boys? We are the sad boys of the week. But let's let's get into sad boy of the week. Other sure, than us, do we have week. any nominees? Okay. Who do you nominate, Harrison? Um. Let's see. I was... I was thinking first Ramona because uh, mm. that 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 incident with the plumbing was pretty sad and uh, forgetting and falling asleep while watching Tommy and then waking up to say oh shit I, I definitely lost him that is the first conclusion I draw that's pretty sad that's pretty sad that uh, is pretty sad that's pretty sad there's 
I guess I don't know if Max is sad in quite the right way, but I think I'll nominate mm. Max. He we can nominate Max. He gets he gets very worked up. Very much believes in this magic scarf. He Jackson tells him try picturing everybody in their underwear, and it doesn't work. Yes, he puts it on his dog. He's too reliant on the dog imagery. Also, I also do want to mention he. This is an important plot point that we didn't that we neglected to mention earlier. Jackson tells him to uh, imagine people in their underwear, and then Max tries it on Cosmo, which then gives us the answer to the question: What would happen if a dog wore pants? He'd we- they'd, right. The dog would wear him on the hind legs. Yes. We were right all along. Mm. Or I was right all along. That was always my position. We don't mean to flame any controversy. <laughs> I That's my position too. Hot take. They should be worn on the, the top legs. The, the top legs. legs. The four legs. Whatever they're called. Oh, the front legs? The front legs. I, I don't know. But I think... Do we want to... I, th- I think it's worth a mention at least. But Shannon and Tyler... I think are also definitely worth at least mentioning. They're, they're sad. I'd I say think definitely Tyler. Definitely Tyler. He's he's very excited about the sex with DJ. <laughs> very excited. Yes. Shannon, who outwardly is very cool, but on the inside is definitely a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least she's British and hot, so she's got that going for her. That's true. That is true. That's true. If you're if you're British and hot, you don't have to worry about anything. Exactly. Is there anybody out? This isn't a. There aren't a ton of sad boys in this episode. No. Do we want to nominate Kimmy just for the just for the uh, novelty of her still being hypnotized? Which, by the way, like what kind of hypnotist just leaves on the hypnosis? That is a power that no person should have. She is very susceptible. If that's yeah. the case. I mean, that was years ago, presumably. Like that. That is a power that no one should have to just say a random word to make someone turn into a chicken. Hypnotists have too much power, and they must be stopped. Exactly. I do. We want me to sum up. Are we done with nominations? Sure. Let's sum. Let's sum up all our yes. cases. Some of our cases. So there's Ramona, who, because she's too distracted doing a vlog, flushes a diaper down the toilet and clogs the pipes. And then is so overwhelmed by babysitting that she falls asleep and then thinks she lost the baby. Mm-hmm. There is Max, who is very bad at the trombone, but has to play it at a recital and is inconsolable once once the magic scarf that gives him confidence is gone. Mm-hmm. And he never gets good at playing the trombone. Not that he has to. That's, That's not the true. point. The point is his confidence. But... I, sh- I do think it should be noted that at the end of the episode, he is still bad at the trombone. Yes. Yeah. Kids are very bad at it. Yes. There's Tyler, who, by the way, we haven't said, but he's very tall. Yes. He is very tall. He's, he's a big very man. Ta- he's a big man mm-hmm. uh, and is just super game to have, to play out the sexy plumber fantasy. He also, his, his lie... Very specifically is an act of stolen valor. He oh, says yeah. he's a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And that's not Wait, good. Do we also want to nominate 70 for the very sudden tonal shift? I think that's too mean. I was that's gonna say I don't mean. want to nominate Stephanie this episode. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, that might be a little bit too mean. I don't know. No, the, the tonal shift is the show's fault. I'm not nominating Stephanie for the fact that she can't have children. Yeah, okay. You should feel sad if you find that yeah. out. Yeah, I, I, I do feel bad. 
But um, do you want to get to the voting design there thing? There was. Oh, wait, oh sorry. Was oh, I, yeah, I have a couple. I have two more. Okay. There's Shannon who shows up to her friend's house, says, hey, leave behind your family to hang out with me. Drinks a lot. Gets really excited about bad trombone playing from a second grader. <laughs> and then just kind of disappears, I guess. And then finally, there's us. <laughs> That's right. The good time boys. The good, the time, good time boys. boys. Bad boys of the week. The, it's, the good time boys are turning into the bad time boys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Who have dedicated our time to watching every episode of Fuller House again. <laughs> Did it once. Oh my god. Okay, who's your vote for? Oh, okay. Harrison, do you want to go first? Um. Nah, shit, I need a second. Yeah, you guys go first. Okay. Mm. Well, I'll be honest, I really wasn't sure who was going to be our sad boy of the week, but I think the case for Ramona is very good, and I'm voting for her because, she one, she has a very good case, and two, I, I, I don't want to be the sad boy of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... That's the thing. I think the two best cases are Ramona and us. <laughs> I'm very tempted yes. to vote for us. But I don't want to... I want to stay, to stick to what the segment is, and I don't want to get into the habit of anytime there's, there isn't a sad enough boy, we're the sad boy of the week. Which might... <laughs> maybe sh that should be what we do. <laughs> That, that we could do that. Now, the continuing adventures of us figuring out the podcast while recording the podcast. It's fine. It's fine. They don't care. I think that voting us sad boy of the week sets a bad precedent. I do too. it creates an unfair advantage. Yes. Yeah, we are very sad. Yeah. We are always we, yes. going to be the sad boy of the week if we do that so we might as well just give ourselves a lifetime achievement oh yeah award. here yeah here's the thing i'm my vote is for ramona and here's why mm -hmm. she's the sad boy of the week for those reasons we remain sad for those reasons <laughs> yes we're sad forever yeah it was like a scoreboard up it's like all the uh former sad boy of the weeks and then at the top is just us the good time boys with infinity so I vote Ramona. Okay. I vote Ramona, and I vote, think that we should get a lifetime sadness yes. award. Again, going back to the leaderboard, which I've been uh, keeping track of. Hold on, I'm just adding the good time boys infinity. <laughs> yeah, the leaderboard currently is as follows. Of course, the good time boys, the bad time boys, the sad time boys uh, at the top, as usual. Stephanie is our current leader for actual contenders. Uh, followed by Steve Macy Gray, which is still a really weird sentence to say. And our newest addition to the leaderboard, Ramona. Yay! Woo yeah, Ramona! Ramona! Congratulations. You officially joined the ranks of the... Uh, I was going to say of the best, but I don't know if that's... Uh, the saddest. The saddest. They're the best at the being saddest. sad. Yes. We're, we're the best at what we do. And what we do... Is be sad. Is eat entire tubs of Ben and Jerry's all day. It's very sad, Harrison. Very sad. This is this has been an interesting episode. I'm looking <laughs> back at my notes um, to see if there's anything else I want to talk about. 
I have written down Steph wants to steal DJ's children. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. There's quite a bit of Steph being the mom in this episode. There's quite a bit of Steph being the mom. There's a gag where Steph says, like, oh, remember to do this with the kids. Remember this. And, and DJ says, yeah, I know. They're my kids. <laughs> and at the end, DJ says to Steph, like, this is what motherhood feels like. And I'm like, but she's not their mother. She's their aunt. And, la- and last episode, Stephanie lied and said, yeah. I was going to say, Stephanie's still on uh, the mindset from that last episode of she's just uh, a hardworking single mom of four children. So she's, I'm going to give her credit. She's a very supportive aunt, but it also feels a little bit like she's trying to steal DJ's children. Which would be a great story arc to include. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. Unfortunately, we know they don't. <laughs> But they should have. Uh, just wanted to point out the detail of uh, uh, one of the greetings in Ramona's vlog. She says hola, she says hi, and she says shalom, which I appreciated. Yeah, as as three uh, Jewish guys, we do appreciate <laughs> the, representation. the representation. Yes. It's nice. It, it, felt, it felt very, very inclusive. Yeah. Um, Fuller House is an inclusive environment. Mm-hmm. exactly as is the fullest house as is the fullest house yes i did want to make a note so tommy poops his diaper and ramona has to change it we talked about all that but every episode has a joke about stinky things yeah every episode has an uh-oh stinky every episode has an uh-oh stinky it's a weird pattern Kimmy's feet baby's diaper skunk baby's diaper again Oh, okay. I was I was gonna say if it was just with the baby, but no, you're right. There is like some kind of stink in every episode, and it all started with Kimmy's feet. Yeah, you're right. the show falls back on stinky feet a lot, or not stinky feet. Falls back on stinky, stinky baby uh, most often. It's a weird pattern, and uh, they're writing themselves into a corner. They can never talk it, uh, top it. <laughs> they constantly talk about stinky, <laughs> stinky things. Yeah, I mean, stinky things are just so funny, you know? Yeah. And now they got us talking about stinky things. Ugh. Mm. Ew, stinky. Uh, how did Stephanie hear her phone over the music and crowd at Coachella? That's a fair point. My <laughs> guess is that it was probably on, like, vibrate. But then she couldn't hear it. It was on her, it was plugged in on, like, her DJ board or yeah. whatever. Uh, well, I mean, you can see your phone, and you can see if someone's calling. Yeah, you. I mean, I assume she saw, but I just wanted to bring mm-hmm. it up. I I have a note, things happen, nobody wants anything ever, which is maybe a little unfair in this episode. Max wants to succeed in playing the trombone. Uh, Ramona wants to successfully babysit someone. There's no deeper character thing with Stephanie that. Stephanie wants children. <laughs> no, but I mean a want motivating the I'm story. Kidding, I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Are we are, are we bad people for keeping making for making fun of Stephanie this much? <laughs> are we bad people? Well, I don't think we're making fun of her not her not being able to have children. We're making fun of Stephanie a lot, but she's our current sad boy leader. She is. She is our current sad boy leader, if you don't count us. Which I don't. I just, there's a lot of, in the Fuller House tradition, there's a lot of things happening, but it's not super motivated by character. I'd say the most, like, character wants or needs a thing 
and it sets out to obtain it or reach their goal is Max and the trombone stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Stephanie has her thing going on and it's the question of who will she choose, but it's also kind of a complication for Max's thing. Ramona, it's Ramona was given a job, but like I, I, I did have the thought of maybe if she had to like prove something, like prove that I can take care of the baby, that would oh, yeah. kind of tie it together a little more. I just I the show has bones there it has decent bones it could be a good show i didn't hate this episode but i just wanted to throw those things out there it's a problem yeah Yeah. and it makes it makes the pacing feel off because it you get halfway through the episode and you're like not much story wise it doesn't feel like much story wise has gone on but a lot has happened Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely becomes a theme. And yeah, it, it didn't occur to me until after you said it that Max is, re- is really the only one who wants something in this episode. Yeah. Like, we couldn't even yeah. think of what DJ was doing. Yeah. Like, even in the background. You're, you're totally right. I guess Stephanie, quote-unquote, wants to escape from the family yeah. in this, but it's, like, it's not really motivating, uh, like, I'm gonna do this. Or it's not... She sort of goes off and just has her adventure i it's not so bad in this episode but i think it is a running thing in this show and i Mm -hmm. wanted to bring it up so with that do we want to wrap up i think we can wrap up i think so i think i think uh i think it's time to wrap it up all right then well then this was great thank you everybody for listening i'm harrison bloom i'm zach horowitz i'm mark green if you want to find us on social media, we're at Fullest House Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and we're Fullest House Pod on Facebook. And till next time, may your houses be fuller, and may you count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs>